0: Alright everyone, I am here with Paulo Martinez and Carlo Rodriguez from Clustera, uh, live once again from NYU Future Labs and the AI Nexus Accelerator. Uh, guys, say hi. Hi! Hi!
1: Hi, everybody! <laughs> Hi, everybody!
0: Um, so let's just jump right in and have you tell us a little bit about Clustera. What are you guys up to? Sure. Well, we we started as a retail
1: analytics company, like enabling. Carl and I worked at a marketing innovation firm. Okay. And and we were wondering what could happen if uh, Walmart had the same data that Amazon has. How could they grow their businesses? And and the pursuit of that uh, response took us to where we are now. We uh, track people's movements on physical spaces based on their anonymous Wi-Fi signals. Okay. And, And we got some traction in that space. But then we found out, we realized that that wasn't like where the value resided, right? Mm-hmm. Like just by tracking the people. What we understood, uh, like working with some of the major players in the market in Mexico, mm-hmm. such as uh, Abner, Anheuser-Busch, Walmart, and Valaris, that it's mm-hmm. a very large airline there, is that the real value resides in um, delivering relevant advertising to the, to the users based on their behavior in the real world. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, where Clustera is now at.
0: So you're not, no longer focused on the Wi-Fi movement element of it, or is that still part of the... It's part, it's a it, building block. Yeah,
2: it's a building block, but instead of using the selling the data as a dashboard or something like that, mm-hmm. we use that data to uh, correlate the, the behavior of the people with their profiles, based mm-hmm. on the data that we get, and then we target those people.
0: Okay. And so the, the general idea then is to allow so-called brick-and-mortar retailers to have more of the... Kind of give them... You know what? With a an online retailer, you know exactly what the customer does from you know their page path, as well as you know maybe even heat map, eye tracking, that kind of stuff. And so this is trying to capture some of that same kind of insight for the brick and mortar retailer. Yes, to capture that insight, but also to activate it. Okay. Right? We realize that,
1: uh, for example, Google and Facebook, they're massive companies. Which their business model resides just in in one simple idea, right. that is to make advertising more relevant to the people, mm-hmm. right? and that's why they're so big. But uh, they are just like online to online. The things that right. you do online, they they get transformed into online advertising. But no no company yet has uh, really tackled, really nailed. The, how to take the offline behavior of the people and translate it into online advertising, mm-hmm. which is important because adver- online digital advertising is growing like two, di- two digits per year since uh, I remember. Mm-hmm. So it's going to get just bigger, and companies need that data to, to better deliver their campaign.
0: Mm-hmm. And so, are you telling them, you're telling them with the data that you've collected, um, who to target? Um, but what else are you telling them? Are you telling them how to target them, where to target them, or uh, are you, um, and are you providing a, an advertising network, or are you telling them which advertising networks to use? Tell me a little bit more about how a customer uses what you're providing. Sure. Well, uh, first I'm going to give you like a glimpse of how, how
1: the solution works, and okay. then I'm going to let Carlo like go a little bit. Technically deeper. Okay. What we do is to we interpret the we hear the the Wi-Fi signals of the of the smartphones. Right. They have a, a all the audience must know that the MAC address is like the anonymous device ID. Mm-hmm. We hear that and we can pinpoint where is that uh, device uh, located mm-hmm. in a very very accurate um, way. Like instead of geo uh, geofencing that has a 500 meter like uh, accuracy, we have uh, a 10 meter accuracy. Hmm. So, so that's the first thing. Second, as uh, people well uh, gathering a lot of data from the city, like the Google Car does, we also map out the whole city, but the routers in the city. The mm-hmm. Wi-Fi
2: networks in the
1: city.
0: So okay.
2: we map the city literally with latitude longitude, exactly where all the Wi-Fi spots are. Okay. And commercial, office space, and also residential.
0: Oh, so we're not talking about movements within the store. We're talking about movements out of the world. Yeah. Of both. Uh, like inbound and outbound. Okay. Well, or, or outside the store, like an,
1: an uh, urban level, like okay. at the city level, but also inside the
0: store. Okay. And so you uh, you are collecting all this this data based. You're basically locating the individuals, and then what are you doing with that data? How are you aggregating it? Well, we we
1: aggregate it as analytics, as, as Carlos said, dashboards. Like so, our clients can understand. Uh, when do the uh, users arrive? How much time do they spend? How do they move inside the store? But also, as users naturally connect to Wi-Fi on certain locations, then with the with with the opt-in, like with the consent of the user, we can match their their device IDs to their online profiles, and okay. in that way, we can like make the um, the whole cycle. And start delivering smart campaigns, uh, for example, one of our clients is a major burger chain in, in here in the u s mm-hmm. and they're using our solution uh, in, for a lot of stuff but, but one of the the main points is to to understand how people like uh, their, their loyalty their recency how mm-hmm. how often do they go, and if they notice a pattern and that 's where one of the the um, the ways that we use machine learning and AI for for our product, if we identify that the the user is gonna churn, like it's gonna bail out for a competitor, because mm-hmm. we compare their behavior to a lot of uh, past behavior from other profiles, mm-hmm. uh, then we send a, an aggressive campaign to that to that user because we know that he's like in danger of bailing out of the of, mm-hmm. of the brand.
0: And so, to to make that a little bit more concrete, I'm uh, I'm a you know burger chain A customer. If I spend more time in an area that you know you might surmise I'm sitting in a burger chain B, is that an example, or are you finding deeper patterns that would suggest that I might be um, more likely to churn? Well, there are uh, three um, main
1: like uh, things that we look at in building the model. Okay. First is as people connect to the places. Well, generally they connect to the places they go uh, to eat, mm-hmm. like to have food. That we we can have like a sense of of the com- competitors. Of if you go to somewhere, we can know if you have connected to some competitor. Mm-hmm. First, second, we can uh, understand where people live and work based mm-hmm. on their previous Wi-Fi locations. Mm-hmm. So we can understand the the uh, socio-economical status of, of the person in the, that sense. Mm-hmm. That it's uh, like um, they comply with with that. Mm-hmm. And third, uh, we see the the patterns of the visits, just like in Google Analytics or mm-hmm. in any like analytic web analytics suit. You can see how often do the do the person goes, if they go daily, if they go weekly, if they go two times a month, and then we compare that and we see oh we have seen some similar behaving uh, customers that after bail, after not going to to the burger chain in three weeks they we never see them again. Mm-hmm. That's
0: when we we know that we have to activate some campaign. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Tell me a little bit about your backgrounds and how you arrived at this problem.
2: Yeah, Well, as Pablo mentioned before, we met at the marketing agency. I was the head of innovation. My background was a telecommunication engineer. I've always been a geek since I was a kid. I learned to code when I was 13, just from mm-hmm. phone. And, and I, the, the thing is that it uh, put me all through this, through college uh-huh. and everything. I went to Singularity University, and I was being. Uh, I am a maker. I build drones and stuff, okay. and I like to code. That's cool. That's
0: okay.
1: Name. Sure. Uh, well, we, we met there and yep. at a marketing agency. I was a BP of analytics. Okay. And uh, all, my whole career was in the marketing and analytics space. Uh, I majored in, well, minored in marketing, but I majored in st- applied statistics. And then I studied a master's degree in analytical sciences. Mm-hmm. So uh, I always like, tried to, to solve marketing problems using uh, analytics and data. And Carlo, as he is very strong with, with technology and sensors, it was like a perfect match for this venture. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, one of the things that I'm sure you get asked a lot is around the privacy implications of what you're doing. Um, how do you, you know, what are the, the questions that you're most asked around, around that? And, um, you know, how do you respond to those? Sure. Well, well they ask us.
1: Um, uh, a lot of about that because it's, it's <laughs> like a, a, sense, a sensible um, topic we know that we're not the first company to aggregate customer behavior and activate campaigns uh, mm-hmm. a lot of companies have done that before and we know that we're not the only company that tracks people's movements in with cell phones with mm-hmm. their cell phone signals and but first and foremost, we know that if we that we have to put privacy at, at like the first of every decision that we make, mm-hmm. because um, at the end of the day, we are not interested in individual behaviors but on aggregated behaviors. Like that's why we're called clustera because of the cluster analysis that we do for the people. Mm-hmm. So, uh, in terms of how the the two uh, main questions that we get asked is. Is this legal? <laughs> and the answer is yes. Uh, we, we have a, a very uh, solid legal framework that, that uh, like allows, for example, to gather aggregated data and make sense of it in terms of, of dashboards, of analytics, mm-hmm. without infringing any any kind of privacy law or, or anything, nor mm-hmm. in LATAM or the US. Mm-hmm. And second is, well, if it's anonymous, how you can activate campaigns... And, and the, the answer to that question is that when the, the user opts into our platform, they, they comply that they, we can use their, their data to, mm-hmm. to send more relevant uh, advertising. Mm-hmm. And that's what Google and Facebook does. They take, uh, for example, your birthday, and they send some special promotion because it's your birthday. I, I don't think that anybody sure. can like, uh, argue or
0: mm-hmm. be mad about it. And so, are all of the all of the users opted in users? And what are they actually opting into? Is it uh, some app that you're providing, or something that the customer is providing that they want to get some value from? It's uh, the Wi-Fi portal.
2: Yeah, I get Wi-Fi networks.
0: Okay. So, and you you guys are running the the Wi-Fi networks, or you have agreements with existing Wi-Fi networks to do this? Both. Both. Uh, okay. Yeah, we can go and install
1: the just the sensor, or like our Wi-Fi sensor. It's like a very small router okay. that goes up in on top of the existing Wi-Fi technology that all of our clients have. Or if there are some hotspot companies that we're partnering in Mexico, mm-hmm. where we just um, like. Uh, Put our platform in their existing sensors, and then we can match uh, okay. the user profiles.
0: I was going to ask about this earlier, and um, we we' moved on to something else what, the degree to which the infrastructure needs to be changed in order to support what you're doing and it sounds like uh, it sounds like yes um, so does that mean that in order to in order to grow you need to um, like who do you have to? Who do you, you have to go after these Wi-Fi portal owners, basically. Uh-huh. What are they... But they're not the beneficiaries of the analytics, necessarily. That's the retailer. So yeah. what's in it for them? How do you make them want to get engaged with you guys?
1: Well, first, we give them the ability to to better serve their clients without spending more, like without... Because they give a very like simple dashboard, simple analytics of the Wi-Fi, and we tell mm-hmm. them, oh, if you, if you put this code in your in your portal, then you will be able to, to give a better product to the client that is paying you, mm. and you don't have to pay
0: anything. Okay. And it sounds like an interesting and complex ecosystem. So you've got the portal folks that they maybe are... Their, class, their client is like Starbucks or yes. some comp, someone that's hosting, that's providing at their location, uh, and then you guys are trying to use the data for the retailer.
2: Well, oh, just right. in the case of the retailer or the small chains, they already are providing Wi-Fi to their customers. Mm-hmm. And in this case, these chains they also well, we get on top of what they have, and in this case, these many a chain always have hundreds, maybe uh, locations, and that's what we also ah work.
0: okay. Okay, yes. makes sense. Um, so maybe a little bit more on how you're using machine learning and AI to solve this. What what kinds of you know techniques and approaches come into play to solve this particular problem?
2: Well, this, as I mentioned before, this, this, uh, you see that part of the analytics is a building block towards the, the end product that is clustering mm-hmm. out audiences, creating right. targeting. Uh, profiles for the people. In the case of the analytics, literally to measure people, we need to identify which, which people is a visitor of the place and a passerby. Since the, from that perspective, we need to classify those those, those mm-hmm. uh, uh, type of customers. Uh, the raw data that we get is a very messy, da- <laughs> messy data because it's a lot of data that is coming from cell phones. It's literally signals from cell phones uh-huh. and we use uh, models to classify which one is in the store which was was passing in front of the uh, of the store and then after that uh, classify them in buckets like okay this is a newcomer is a, a returning visitor etc etc
0: and mm-hmm. also
1: to predict future behavior we we get uh, that uh, asked a lot like where is the ai in what you have because in some other companies it's very straightforward right however in in ourselves uh, we think like 10 years ago maybe it was or t- 20 years ago it was very uh hot to say you were an internet company. Right? Sure. And now it's very hot to say we are, you're an AI company. Mm-hmm. And we think that that it's gonna like how how do you say that? Like it's gonna um, permeate in mm-hmm. the in, in all companies. So maybe in one or two years it's not gonna make sense to say that you are an AI company sure. because everybody is is doing that. It's like you say I'm an electric uh, elect, electricity energy company now, right? right? Like, just because you use electricity. It's,
2: it's a tool. You see, it's, it's a right. tool. Yeah, yeah. you are in the tool business selling pickaxes. Well, you right. sell pickaxes. In this case, we use the pickaxes to build stuff.
0: Right, right. And the folks on the, that listen to the podcast like to hear about what kind of pickaxes you use, and it sounds like clustering is a big you, uh, one of the big pickaxes. You,
2: you, want me, you want me to get really technical on this? Sure, sure. Well, you, you see we have many, many, many uh, branches here. First of all, is okay. that all, all the data is coming. For that, of course, we also use the cloud. Otherwise, we don't have any, any, any on-premise stuff. Uh-huh. And then, uh, first of all, all this uh, cloud go through a uh, data pipeline like, that is run on Spark. On Spark okay. We use two classifications. is uh, logistic regression and a decision tree. And based on that- What was the first one? Uh, logistic regression.
0: Logistic uh, regression, got it.
2: And a decision tree. Mm-hmm. And, and with that, we get to the uh, analytics side. And, and the first cluster, let's say that, about mm-hmm. that. Then we get the models for the clustering of the of the behavior of the people based on the profile and also the behavior they 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 have shown before. That's, yeah, okay. that's
1: my favorite part because we started using like hierarchical clustering, mm-hmm. but then we we started pioneering with a technique not pioneering but using a technique called self-organizing maps. Hmm. That that it like takes the, all the features of the of the people and mm-hmm. like makes like like self organizing map. It's like a technique uh, used more for like machine vision. Okay. Where we're using that to to make sense of all the the information of the of the data of hmm. the users and gather them into very more more smart or smarter uh, segments that if we use just uh, plain clustering.
0: Okay. Oh, interesting, interesting!
2: Yeah, yeah, and also we have different layers of information that we get from the people. In the case of what is just analytics, well, it's just an ID. It's your address. The MAC address doesn't say anything about you. Right. That's why we are legal, because it's not personal identifiable information. Mm. The MAC address doesn't give you the name, doesn't give you the phone number, doesn't give you the email, doesn't give you anything. Just the brand of the phone. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Okay, well, how do you behave inside the physical place? But in the case where the people opt in in, this, in the Wi-Fi spots, we ask them to put an email, or oh, in this, uh, many, 90% of the cases, uh, Facebook login, social login. Okay. And once we get the social login, we can we can know the gender the birthday, right. and the likes. What pages do they have liked before? Mm-hmm. And based on that, we can literally create a really good profile of what, about, okay. about you. Because okay, I see you in a hotspot that is in a brewery or in a coffee place, and then I see you in another city, etc., etc., is is literally reflecting your behavior. Right. And then with, with those clusters, with those audiences, is where the way we make business.
0: Okay. Oh, great. Uh, well, that's exciting stuff. Can you maybe share anything else you'd like to add, or maybe you can share how folks can find you and learn more?
1: Sure. It's um, Well, that first, that we're uh, very thankful for the interview, and we're very excited to be in this space and in, in New York. I think it's a very thriving scene. <clears throat> and uh, that uh, for all our listeners, that uh, we would like to, to tell them that, yes, there are a lot of, uh, there's a lot of hype, uh, in the space, and like we, we, we were marketing themselves or yes, the machine learning <laughs> company, but nobody understood that and then uh, when we started solving the problem using all the pigs and, and, and tools and hammers that carlos said mm-hmm. that 's when mo- things started moving around so so maybe like have uh, this change of 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 um, Perspective about the mm-hmm. AI in on startups. I think that's that's mm-hmm. important, and we we're based in Mexico City, so okay. you can come visit us any anytime <laughs> you want. And uh, we are at Clustera k l u s t e r a dot com. Okay,
0: great, great. Well, thanks for Thank being on the show. Thank you very much,
1: Sam. Thank
2: you.